Welcome to Black Top Pulpit by Douglas Reformed Church. I am Andrew, and this is Ken. And today we're talking about what the heck it means to plant a church. Uh, so that the most common response I get when I tell people when planting a church, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it might be good for us to explain what the heck a church plant is. <laughs> you know. Yeah, the, the what, I mean, I could see that, what, you know, what is planting a church? Um, the simple expression hasn't been used that I could think of offhand, so we've we've kind of adopted that phraseology. Um, you, I mean, you can kind of look into things like, oh, I watered a, oh, what was the passage I Someone else yeah, planted. First Corinthians. I I planted Apollos, Apollos watered, watered, but the Lord yeah. the Lord gave the growth. That's right. Yeah. So there there are different things you can look at of where we developed that, but it is it's it's our terminology. Yeah. Church planting. Church. Planting. So what is church planting? It's well, it's you put a seed in the ground. <laughs> I forgot my seeds, bro. And you, you cover you cover <laughs> it up. Put a little anointing oil on that and some and some water. <laughs> And then, a, and then a building sprouts out of the ground, right? What kind of building, though? A church. Does it have a cross on it? Of course, a steeple, everything. Uh, okay, it's a church, and that's a what huge the church pulpit. is—the building, right? Absolutely, and a huge yeah. pulpit where big pulpit. Everybody sits in an auditorium and stares toward toward the pulpit because it's all about the man preaching. That's it. I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> no lightning yet. <laughs> I think. Uh, false. <laughs> all that is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully people didn't stop it there. Like, they probably these like, guys all these heretics. have no idea what they're doing. No wonder they're reformed. These guys aren't reformed, please. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that summarized it pretty horribly. Yes, it did. But, it, but that's, what, that's what the world thinks church is. Yeah. Like starting a church. When we say planting a church, in worldly terms, we mean starting a church. Mm-hmm. But planting really is... In metaphorical terms, planting a seed, which is the gospel, praying that the gospel takes root in people's lives according to God's will, and when the gospel takes root in people's lives through the preaching of His word in the area, uh, that that group comes together, and that group is the church, no matter where they're meeting. The group is the church. Mm-hmm. Um, there are quite a few people who find it very difficult to separate church community from the building but even Jesus Christ himself said there's coming a day when you will neither worship on this mountain or that but you will you'll worship in spirit and in truth right you don't need a temple that's right you don't need you don't need a building right you are the church and a local group of people covenanted together is a local church that's what we are planting uh, so I hope that makes sense that's why the that's why the terminology planting a church makes more sense than just starting a church if you're starting a church makes it sound like starting a business right your startup which is also very common I mean yeah. if you think about what the the general approach is if you know if the crazies that get into starting churches right because usually those those are the guys that are really ambitious crazy. <laughs> yeah, we're a little crazy <laughs> Um, but usually, like when it's like, well, what do I do to start a church? It's oh, I gotta get get permission from the state. I'm gonna file my paperwork to be recognized by the government to be a a church, and then well, I have to have a name, 
and then I need a building. Like again, some of those things, no big deal. You, you, you name yourself. What's a, what's a church named? Douglas Reformed Church. Yeah. It's a, it's advertising. Yeah, it helps you helps you yeah. uh, designate yourself or distinguish yourself from other local churches. Right. That's that's all it does. Not a doctrinal issue. It's not like hey, based off of what I see and you know the 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 synoptic gospels, we should make a name. That, that we call ourselves as a gathering. No, no, like we we see generic terminology. That's why I love like some some of the way that you know people refer to yeah, the church in Douglas. You know, like yeah. it's just generic because mm-hmm. it's the it's the gathering of people in a certain place. That's where you see the letters written mm-hmm. to, to to you know the the church to the church of yeah. Ephesus. Pros Ephesus. That's it. Yeah. That's, you know. That's yeah. <laughs> to Ephesus. That's all it is. To Ephesus. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I I, I think Prasha Ecclesia. There it goes. <laughs> <laughs> don't let me interrupt you. <laughs> and actually, Ephesus doesn't even begin like that. It just begins Prasha Saints, and I I forget the word for saints right off the top of my head. But it, it's not even like two of the church in Ephesus. Just like, hey, saints, hmm. here's a letter for you. Yep. <laughs> it's like you know. That's right. And he wasn't writing to St. Mary or Gregory or... St. <laughs> Mary? <laughs> no, he was writing to the church. Like, right, right. And the church is, is made up of the saints. That's right. And every Christian is granted sainthood by the Spirit. Oh, yeah. Amen. You can get into that, man. Uh-huh. I think so. <laughs> so that's it. No, we're good. We're good. Um, that's it. I think another, I think another good um, way to, to think about... And this is when you get into more specifics is what, what is the church supposed to do? And I think generally everyone would agree with this idea, whether it's practiced faithfully or not, church multiplication. So what is church planting or church starting? It's, it's advancing the kingdom of God, which is what we're commanded to do. Um, we're, we're to make disciples of all nations. So typically, um, a natural way to do that would be a group of Christians raise up, you know, they're, they're being taught, you know, they're, they're covenanting together. They're the church gathering and typically they'd mature and some of them would go out and multiply and then they would start, you know, the Lord would typically put a burden on people and they would go do the work. You know, they say, go make disciples of all nations. And some people, and this is like, this is the widely described things like, well, are you supposed to stay or go? It's like, well, that's in big part what the Lord tells you to do. Yeah. You know, stay and edify yeah. or go and multiply. That's right. um, well, everyone's involved in it. I'm, I'm tempted to say any church that's not multiplying like that is uh, not really being what a church should be. Mm. But I also want to recognize, like in an American context, in a Western context, there are quite a few local churches that just never produce believers mature enough to go plant. Um, sure, sure. So uh, there is that reality. I don't think it should be a reality, but it, but it is a reality for sure. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's my iPad distracting. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just like looking, at, looking at myself over there like, oh. I'm trying. I like to work a couple I'm times really, too. I'm really trying not to look fat. That's really what I'm trying to do. 
vain. Like, like people are gonna watch this. Or, you know. <laughs> we just focus on your face only. Just focus, oh yeah, the face only right there. Do the close up. We can apply some of those Instagram filters to. That's why they're so popular, right? <laughs> why are you a cat? <laughs> I don't like my face. Uh, I. Uh, it doesn't really matter what my face looks like because I have all this facial hair covering it up anyway. So, <laughs> so you need a a beard belly, not not a not a beer belly. You need a, a beard belly. <laughs> beard belly. <laughs> you can get a super reformed beard, man, down to your down to your knees, and then you don't have to worry about it anymore. Katie's gonna give me that T-shirt that had like the levels of reformed beard, like the Spurge and the, and the Calvin. And the <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like so, it. Whatever. Um, what do you think a a biblical way to plant churches is? I don't think I finished my last thought. Did I finish my last thought? Um, no, no, I didn't. Because um, I was saying, like, I'm tempted to say that all churches that aren't multiplying and planting other churches aren't doing what churches need to be doing. Mm. Um, part of that is because we're not raising up mature believers in Christ uh, that are mature enough to go out and plant. Right. Um, and part of it is just this Western American mentality of we need to try to keep everyone who comes here. It's this numbers mentality, numbers game. Right. Right. And so if, if our church isn't growing by number and if we're not keeping everybody who comes all the time, then we're not successful. That definition of success is a very American definition. Sure right? is. Um, it's a it's a definition that's handed to the church by Roman Catholicism. You grow bigger, you're good, right? Right. Um, but that's not the way. That's not the way Christ has designed His church. Think about Jerusalem, right? Uh, Three thousand souls come to Christ in one day. The first local church is planted, and it doesn't take long before God incites persecution in Jerusalem against that local church scattering that local church into the surrounding regions and what are they doing as they go out from Jerusalem That's right preaching the gospel and many more local churches are being planted as a result of that work in fact they go out from Jerusalem they're preaching the gospel the persecution came against them so they leave and preach the gospel somewhere else right that sounds a little familiar <laughs> they leave and preach the gospel somewhere else and people start coming to Christ and this in this particular case, it's Antioch. And a bunch of people in Antioch come to Christ. And Paul and Barnabas find themselves there. Uh, later, they'll bring John Mark. Uh, in Acts chapter 11, verse uh, 20... Was it 27, I think? Seven prophets came down from one of them. No, it's not 27. Man, I just found this. And now I... Uh, is it 26? When he found them, he brought them to Antioch. And for an entire year, Paul and Barnabas, for an entire year, (laughs) just one verse before that, right? They met with the church and taught considerable numbers, and the disciples were first called Christians Mm. at Antioch, right? Probably as some kind of slur. Right. But then it sticks, right? Christ followers. It's like, hey, that works. (laughs) You need Christians? You're not real Jews, you're Christians. Okay, we'll take it. Yeah. You know, ichthus, yo. <laughs> you know, Christians, yeah. So it's like the, the doctrines of grace. <laughs> I, yeah. What? It's like, huh? 
Yeah. All right. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, you just don't believe people have free will. <laughs> what do you mean by free will? That's right. That's right. Um, I, I do not deny that people have free will. I just, I just think we're bound by that will. <laughs> so we're not free, and our free will leads us to deny God and... And we want God to bind our will. That's what we want. Mm. Free will is a is evidence of uh, lostness and depravity. That's right. Uh, we want God to bind our wills and bring it to Himself. Okay, well, we're not talking about that in this episode. <laughs> Next weekend. Next week. Lots <laughs> of pulpit. Yeah. So Paul, uh, the apostle here, instructing the church, serving as their instructor, their teacher, pastor, for a year. And then after a year, this only takes a year, mind you. We skip down to Acts chapter 13 because there's an interlude there in the story. But Acts chapter 13 begins. And this is after a year of instruction. And this is amazing. Now there were at Antioch and the church that was there after a year. Prophets and teachers. Barnabas mm. and Simeon, who is called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Manet. This is not just Paul now. Right. Man, there's a lot of people involved after one year. Mm. One year. And Menaean, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul, while they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, after a year they were made this mature in the faith by the Holy Spirit through Paul's instruction. While they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Mm. Then, when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus, and from there many other places, planting churches. And how did they plant churches? They started by sharing the gospel in synagogues and homes, and people came to know Christ, and groups formed, and they didn't even have church buildings. They were planting groups, How communities. Simple. Yeah, that's it. That's it. No complications. Right. No like pre-launch budgets. Got to have a hundred thousand dollars before you can start a church. Launch date. <laughs> Reformation day. <laughs> Which is what we're doing. No, we are doing launch day. <laughs> we just need a hundred thousand dollars now. So, so if you want to sell your seed. <laughs> We don't even have a donation page yet. No, we don't. And plus, the Bible tells us that each person should simply give what's right between him or her and God. No tithe mm. requirement. That's Old Testament. Yeah, that's an Old Testament system of taxation. Yeah, but too many people are scared to teach that because then you've really heard the church budget. <laughs> Only give what you feel. If the Holy Holy Spirit is in people, they're gonna be generous. You don't have to worry about forcing people to give or making them feel guilty for what a concept. Mm. It's a people. It's okay. It's okay to be sure you can provide for your families before donating to the church. Oh wait, wait. Isn't it like (laughs) ten percent? And then ask the Lord for conviction. (laughs) Like let's start with a minimum number first. No, (laughs) no, man. Um, people get so concerned about money. Yes, they do. And, uh, yeah, the church needs money to operate. 
sure. But more than that, we need the power of God. And if God removes a church's lampstand because it's concerned about money rather than worshiping Him, then it doesn't matter how much money a church has. Mm -mm. So we look to the Bible and we recognize, give what's right between you and the Lord. And we definitely want you to be able to provide for your family. Oh, yeah. We don't want to take that away from anybody. Um, We don't want to be like the Pope Martin Luther and his 95 Theses got onto the Pope for that, right? Like, Uh, hey, mm. you are richer than anyone else, yet you're... Yet you're yet you're taking their money to build St. Peter's Basilica. If you can only afford to care for your family, you keep all of your income and care for your family, and yeah. that is not sin. And, and when when God convicts you to give, at that moment give. But that's, right. that's not a requirement here, right? Please, um, it's ridiculous. Church is making people feel guilty because they're not tithing ten percent of their income, right? Um, I. I try to tie 10% of mine, but it's personal conviction. Right. Nothing wrong with it. 10%, you want to go with that? Go with that. Go with it. It's a decent rule if you want to rule. Yeah. But it's not a requirement. Right. We don't place that burden on anyone. Right. For real. Uh, I feel like we talked about that recently. But if we want to be a rich (laughs) church, don't we need more money to do more ministry? Oh man! <laughs> yes, because more money, money drives ministry. That's for sure. Who needs who needs this? I mean, if oh yeah, just I, guess just, I guess we could just preach the word. The word would do its work. What a well, no, that's a problem because then then you only attract people that God's saving, huh. and that's that's not enough people. Right. Okay. Yeah, so what about the rest of them? I mean, even in Douglas, where I mean, we got what eighteen thousand people more or less. Hmm. I mean, if we could be booming. I mean, we could be. I know what we could do. We could make a promise, uh, a divine promise, from the mouth of God as, as His prophets. Right? We could do this and say, if if you are part of DRC, we can't use the name Reform, so we got to just use DRC at this point, right? So we, we got to say DRC. You want to be part of DRC? You come, invest your time. And invest your money, and God will overwhelm you with blessings. In fact, oh, you, in fact, you can't outgive God. You you put your you put your seed in the offering plate as it comes by, and He He will give you a hundredfold. And that that may not look like what you think it will look like, but He will give you back a hundredfold in this life. You give your time to the church, you'll experience health and and prosperity, and ah, your life my, will be oh so great. Um, I feel like I've heard that before. Isn't that like the opposite of the gospel? <laughs> yeah. It's a very popular approach, I think. Well, God uh, does promise to return everything that we give up for his namesake a hundredfold or more. Sure does. But not in this life. Right. Um, in this life, he calls us to live sacrificial lives. He says, in this life and the life to come. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. it's uh, we're actually called according to Scripture to, therefore, because of everything that God has done, therefore, because of Romans 1 through 11, Romans 12, therefore be, what, renewed by the transforming of your mind or transformed by the renewing of your mind mm-hmm. so that you may test the good and pleasing will of God. That's there. I think we mentioned that last week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and also there, like, present yourself as a living sacrifice. 
Mm. So really, if people were hearing, hey, give us some money, God will prosper you for it, you should be able to, based off of the conforming of your mind, if you've been in God's word, look at those people and be like, something's not right there. Um, us included, man, like, test each other, like, and, and make sure that you know, we're in the faith, and and that, that's that's a yeah, mm-hmm. it's a big deal. Yeah, it is. Well, to be a living sacrifice is a big deal. If I right. if I get involved in a church community or involved worshiping God for the purpose of getting something from God. Mm. What am I saying about who I think God is? A genie? Genie in the lamp. That's it. Yeah. And, and I'm saying that I, I, I deserve more than what God has already given me. We're mocking him when we do that. Like That's messed up. Uh, people should be very wary of that. Yeah. The idea of like being judgmental. I mean, what... What do we deserve? Death. Death. <laughs> I already have a better like, God's so judgment. God you know, suffering, pain, acne. Like this is this is like a universal like what what we should get. Mm. Everyone included. Like like we're here sitting like Andrew, you deserve death. You know, I deserve suffering and pain and agony. God is good and I am <laughs> such a wretch. You're this not, is this is the judgment, get, right? You're not, not going to get much judgment. of an applause there. <laughs> I, 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 we were joking around before the show, though, weren't we? Like we preach depravity and wretchedness, <laughs> right, right, right? And some people are like, "Can't believe what they're teaching over there at that church." And some people are like, "Amen, oh, amen." That's me. I'm. I am evil. Yes, yes, I'm evil. What kind of weirdos does it take to celebrate that, right? People who've been redeemed by the blood of God, because right? God is good, yeah, that's despite, right. despite my evil nature, yeah, my evil works. God sent His Son to die for me. Oh. What kind of God is that? That's, oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. I'm a wretch, a rebel. I'm against God, and and He loves me. Paid for my sin, brought me into His kingdom, lavished me, and made me heir of all that He has. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So we see this uh, biblical model of church planting here. It is those who qualify as elders of the church in Antioch, recognized by Antioch, called by the Holy Spirit to go and plant a church. Mm. They are commissioned by the church, of which they are members. And the church sends them out to go do the work the Holy Spirit has called them to, entirely entrusting that work to them. Um, that's, and th- those are the only specifications we receive. Every church plant is probably going to look different. Yeah. Which is good because every community is different, right? Cultures are different. Cities are different. Right. We plant a church here in Douglas, it's going to look different from planting a church in Wilcox. It's going to look different from planting a church in Bisbee. And bro, we're gonna do all that. That's so. right. <laughs> and man, let's not follow like one specific model and right. think like, hey, look what worked really good in Wilcox. Like, no, we, no, we can we can write a book about it and say if you follow this yeah. formula, <laughs> you will succeed in church plant. No, 
you got to go in and preach the gospel, and God will do what He will do. That's in that right. Community. That's, that's there's, it. There's one way to be successful at church yeah. planting: is <laughs> submit yourself to the, the the will and purposes of God. And yeah. if if He so brings the fruit, then that's his here's here's a question for you. Uh, there are plenty of established churches in Douglas. Mm. Yeah. Be careful where you go with this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> there are plenty of established churches in Douglas. Um, should they be threatened because we are coming in and planting a church? Um, only, only if their uh, their approach to church is completely unbiblical. Um, because if if you are a church that was kind of what we brushed up on, where you're into numbers and money and false promises and not growing and edifying one another on the gospel um, and you have believers there they're going to be drawn out and rightfully so um, if you have other biblical churches that are faithful uh, no there's nothing to worry about because where the the kingdom grows and Christ is honored like we rejoice together and boy do I hope to link arms with other uh Bible-believing churches, yeah. gatherings, fellowships, people that love the Lord. Let's mm-hmm. let's love each other and labor together and, and then advance God's kingdom. And yeah, for sure. Amen. Um, it is interesting. I think the camera's like focusing on right on the right on the whiskey. It, it likes that? whiskey <laughs> it more just, than we do. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay, focused on it as you're moving. <laughs> like following it. I gotta stop looking at that. Here, here, here. Problem solved. Yeah, just turn that around. Sometimes it like focuses on my knee. Just, it was doing it to my knee. Now I was just doing it to yours. Sticking <laughs> knee faces. <laughs> knee faces. <laughs> um, so uh, in 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 Perry, Georgia, which is where Katie's dad uh, pastors a church, uh, First Baptist Church in Perry, Georgia. Mm. Um, some guy uh, who, whom I would designate a rogue church planter mm. okay uh, so he, he he went out started having church in the park right real contemporary which is like contemporary relevant put together <laughs> like real contemporary sort of guy uh, and he <laughs> he started intentionally drawing sheep out of the other churches in the area oh. instead of like going and sharing the gospel and letting the word of God do its work and draw disciples oh, into, yeah. the, into covenant community together he was stealing sheep from other churches um, making enemies of all the other local churches oh man that is a road mm. church plant uh, that I think is evil okay. agreed um that is not the intention. If a church plant is sincere, genuine, interested in the gospel, the purpose of Christ, um, it is going to come in and is going to support the genuine local churches in an area. That's right. Um, and whatever gospel work it does, we'll see kingdom growth in general, which means probably growth uh, both spiritually and numerically for all the genuine local churches, mm-hmm. um, which is which is our goal, because uh, we're we're not supposed to be interested in sordid gain, right? You know, um, so we, we trust the Lord with the results. Even if we share the gospel with somebody and they end up as, as some other local church, we're fine with that. Um, 
there are going to be people that just think your beard's too long and they want to go with the clean shaven pastor. <laughs> That's fine. Look, That's if, fine. If you don't like if you don't if you don't like a beard, then we can't have fellowship together. <laughs> it's in our it's in our covenant. That was, that was a joke. No, was a joke. <laughs> beards required for men and, and women. Oh, <laughs> I don't want my wife with a beard, man. It's weird. No, but if you have a beard, I might play with it. <laughs> now it's getting weird. <laughs> the beard belly wasn't, but <laughs> oh man, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna download the app now and put a beard on Katie, just so you know it's oh, gonna happen. No. So oh, no. which app? The, the, the beard app. The, the beard <laughs> app. There's yeah. probably a beard There's app. Lots of them. Yeah. Probably just use a Snapchat filter or something. <laughs> I like your beard. Yeah. Um, cool. So we're not looking to make enemies with with any other any other local congregations. No, way. no. Uh, we wouldn't we wouldn't dare mess with God's kingdom like that. Well, I mean, goodness, we've even talked about it. So if you have, I mean, look what God does with big churches. We have a community of seventeen, eighteen thousand ish, you know, and 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 we see a church of three thousand. What did he do? Persecution to spread, like. Maybe we're not going to be quick to invite that type of multiplication. <laughs> like, like let's start small and stay small. Let's kind of take Jesus's approach of like, you know, twelve guys. church shrinkage. You know, <laughs> Let, let's not let's not pull people in. Oh, we'll 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 make your ego feel good and not not offend you too much. Like, no, let's be like, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, <laughs> you're not mine. You know, that's the kind of approach I think we should take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'll we'll do the difficult teaching, and, and uh, those who are in Christ will stick around. So. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Every time we get too big, we'll be like, "You guys got to go plant a church somewhere." <laughs> uh, for real? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, you've been here for about a year. We think you're mature. <laughs> Whoa! It can happen. <laughs> it, yeah, and it should if you know we're teaching the Bible. I mean, a year is a long time. If you're, I mean, you're talking the minimum the gathering of saints on Sundays. It takes me two to three years to get through a book of the Bible. Sure, but <laughs> man, like based off of some of the teaching I've seen you do, you could you could really do some edification and you know in a couple paragraphs. So. <laughs> That's just the Bible. The yeah. Bible just does that. That's what, I, that's, that's what I mean. A year, every week, minimum gathering on Sundays. You know, you should be learning and growing. And here we go. So what kind of churches like should be threatened? If your sheep aren't growing, you know, because if we're, if we're believers, like we desire God's word. Mm-hmm. We desire to grow in God's word because the, it's how we know him. The depth. Yeah. yeah, and 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 that's that's what I'm saying is like, if 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 those churches are wherever in Douglas, fantastic. How can we pray for you and 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 work in whatever ways, in some ways together or in lots of ways, and fellowship together, go out, you know, get some dinner sometimes, and absolutely. But it, but if you're in a, you're, you know you got these congregations where it is just hey let's let's be the cool band or. You know, let's let's be the attractional like way, and that no, brings the world in. We're gonna have some good music. We're gonna have some good music. Okay, some right? good music. Yeah, but it's, it's not because we're trying it's to be attractional. It's, it's the name good. of Jesus, man. Yes. Yeah. Because we do all things as if we're serving the Lord, and He deserves our best. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> music is like preaching, man. You don't walk up to the pulpit and be like, "Whew, I'm gonna preach in the Holy Spirit today." My, my blank slate. No. I don't even have my Bible. <laughs> Who needs it? <laughs> I got the Holy Spirit, brother. Oh man. 
no. seven minutes without a Bible in front of you is a problem. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's ridiculous. All right. No. Be prepared. Carry your sword with you when you make war. That's important, mm. right? And it's double-edged. That's right. You know, for defense and offense. And sometimes we'll cut ourselves, too. Uh, <laughs> no, you know how many times I'm preaching? <laughs> and words come out of my mouth that just cut me to the core. <laughs> oh, what am I saying? Ah! And then while I'm still trying to preach, I'm trying not to, like, <laughs> yep. recoil from... From the sword hitting me as I slung it out, like <laughs> it's like no, I wasn't looking at you. I was looking anywhere because I'm about to cry. <laughs> People were like, oh, "Preacher, I can't believe you would say something like that about me." And I'm yeah, like, yeah. "Like, you have no idea how much I was convicted." Were you I was like, I was the one who was convicted. I, know. I was preaching at me. The auditorium was empty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, uh, yeah. So that's what that. I mean. That's what church planting is. Yeah, um, that's what we're doing here, uh, and, and and my hope is, as we come into Douglas, and we're starting to meet this coming Sunday. Amen. Right? Super exciting. Uh, the official launch is on October thirty first. Just want to reiterate this: anyone's welcome to join us before that, uh, if they want to join us before that. Uh, right. We'll we'll start having communion this coming Sunday as a church. Um, we. We are covenanted together as a local church, mm-hmm. and uh, my my commitment to the city of Douglas and the surrounding areas. You know, um, anyone who's close enough to come. My commitment is is not to make people feel as comfortable as I can make them feel. Um, I, I I do want people to be comfortable. Sure, but that's not my goal. Right? right. It's not to be available at every single person's every beckoning call, um, because that's not what being an elder of the church is about. Right. Um, if you want that, uh, hire a personal nurse or something like that. Right. Um, go go get a slave because that's what you're looking for. Mm. Right. Uh, which, by the way, is not even okay. Mm. <laughs> right. Right. Um, how many slave pastors are out there? Oh, well, oh, let's not get into that one, I guess, quite right? A few, <laughs> quite right? a few. Um, they're there with Onesimus, like, what do I do? And Paul has to write him a letter saying, hey, free your slaves, he's a brother in Christ. Right. Uh, <laughs> of course, when Paul wrote about Onesimus, <laughs> he, he wrote to, to or, or was it, was Philemon? Philemon was the master, right? The slave master, Onesimus was a slave. It was the other way around. It's been a while since I read Philemon. Yeah. Um, I imagine Philemon was a slave owner, right. right? So Paul wrote to Philemon and said, "You need to release Onesimus because he's now a brother in Christ. And you need to release him so that he can come serve me." Nice, <laughs> nice. Paul. Paul, <laughs> are you trying to get out of this? <laughs> Did you have to word it that way? <laughs> Did you have to word it that way? Yeah. Um, no, but like my my commitment, my personal commitment to the city of Douglas is to do everything I can to bring depth of biblical teaching Mm. to encourage maturity in the faith which comes through knowledge and what we know about God what we think about God what we believe about God impacts our hearts so it's to 
is to bring that, um, to bring unity of the faith, and to see an end to legalistic hellish religion. Amen. Absolutely. You know, that's that's my commitment here, and I will I will be here for anyone who calls upon me, right? For their good, not just to not just to meet everyone's preferences, which are often unhealthy, or meet everyone's expectations, which are often unhealthy, but to, in a sincere way, seek biblical counsel and work for the good of people here, the spiritual maturity of people here. Um, and I would probably say offensive things. Uh, I hope so, because you know, that means you're teaching the Bible. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> That's an odd, controversial thing to say, is that the gospel offends. It's an offensive message. So weird because it's, it's Why all about it? forgiveness. Yeah, <laughs> you sinned and God forgave you. Like, and people right. are so offended by that. Well, because it means they're sinners and they're depraved. Right. It's, it, it doesn't feel good to right. be told that we're sinners that we're damned until you hear the good news of the, the gospel. And right. it's like oh, this does feel good. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, and it's a lot easier, too, to plug into a church. It's all about behavior modification, checklist. Hey, if you can do these things, you're righteous before God. Oh, man. Oh, dude, I can keep a checklist. Heck yes. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Go to church. Spend some time with family. Work hard. Be good to others. Do my good deed for the day when I see strangers in need. Dude, I'm so, I'm so good. And then you read the Bible, it's like, no one is good. No one seeks after God. <laughs> all, of, all of your righteous <laughs> deeds are like filthy rags before God. And it's like, dang, the Bible doesn't make me feel very good. I'd rather do this easy religion stuff. Right. Easy, easy religion stuff. I'd rather keep this checklist than live in relationship with God. It's going to make me feel bad about my myself. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, goodness, if you have, you have a checklist, it's not even that long. And then where, where you do mess up, which will be daily and, and probably hourly, uh-huh. and then you can take those those issues and then just like, Hey, just so you know, I, I did this. Can you hey. absolve me here? Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's you're good, man. You, yeah. you kept the list, and where you failed, you know, you, you had you had someone else take care of it for you. Can I say something else that might be controversial in this uh, part of the world? I would expect nothing less. Yeah, uh, you don't need to confess to a priest. Can I just throw that out there? Say it again. You don't have to confess to a priest. Oh. It needs a silence after it. There's only that's one, good silence. There's yes, one, there's only one mediator. One mediator between God is, and man. His name is Jesus. Man, Christ Jesus. Amen. And woe to any human being who puts himself in Jesus's place as mediator between God and man. Uh, that is called blasphemy. Right. And a lot of blasphemy going on. Unfortunately. Um, why Why do you place that burden on somebody? Like, you committed a sin, you have to come tell me every sin you ever committed so that you can be absolved. No, that's ridiculous. Right. Um, you go to Christ, confess to Christ. Now, there is a, a place where we confess our sins to one another. Right. Um, which, you know, we we should do, but it's not a priestly thing. It's, right. hey, I'm confessing this to you so you know my struggles and you can... Help me for my good. Right. Right. You're not coming to me for forgiveness. Right. No, you're coming you're coming to me for for embetterment. Yeah. For empowerment to overcome sin. Right. Um, so that we can walk with bear one another's burdens. Yeah. 
Um, no, you only go to you only go to God for forgiveness. Right. That's it. And it really is in our nature to want to exalt ourselves into God's place. Mm. Um, in part, in good reason. I mean, we distort it. So, like, we are we're created in His image. So, like, it's it's a natural and good thing to want to be like God. Um, but it is in the distortion and brokenness of sin that makes us want to be in His place. Right. And and to be God. And then you see that manifested in it. All kinds of ways. Mm-hmm. So it's like both, both in religious communities and irreligious right. communities, if there is such a thing. Right. Unfortunately, more in the the religious communities. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's why some people become religious, right? Yeah. Because because it means they can be little gods, essentially, even if they don't use that terminology. Right. They're super pious, super Christian. Why does it appeal to you? Because yeah. <laughs> of your fallen state. Yeah. yeah. So there, so there are many religious communities where people are part of that religious community because because they want to exalt themselves, mm. and they give the rest of us a bad name. Yeah, yeah, they sure do. When we're not giving ourselves a bad name, which we have a tendency to we do have an a tendency. Accident. That's just a human thing that people say all the time. If we could just get rid of religion, yeah, everything would be good. Oh man, doubt it. <laughs> no, Let's do that good. social experiment. Yeah. See how it turns out, right? No, uh, people are people, whether yeah. in a religious context or not. People do the same thing. People treat people yeah. badly, um, <laughs> whether they're Christian or. or Muslim or, yeah. or Mormon or Jehovah's Witness or Catholic. Right. Oh, man. Or whatever. Even as you're talking, like, I'm thinking, like, so, so this is what I like to, to do so I don't, uh, I don't want to even seem like I'm, you know, looking at all the people around me. Like, my, my big thing, too, was I did the same thing. I wanted to be great, you know? Yeah. We all want, we, we all want to naturally exalt ourselves. So yeah. it's like, I, That's I, how I, I got into ministry. I had this right. vision, uh, like, oh, <laughs> personality. Preacher, of course, this was the picture given to me of ministry. So, what am I supposed to think when I'm an immature Christian, right? Oh, that is what I want to be up on stage, cool, wearing a jersey and some some cool, you know, Nikes or whatever, and and preaching people and making people go, oh, that's so profound, dude. Like that's, mm, yep, God's calling me to ministry. Let me tweet that quote because he at least gives me three to do every week, and this is just great. Yeah, like, oh yeah, who's, man, come listen to my preacher. That's mm. not even what it's about. Right. It's, it's about humbling ourselves before God and just following Him and trying to make Him famous. Yeah. Or not trying, just obeying Him. He makes Himself famous. You know, it really is quite humbling once you realize what ministry really is. Yeah. Not an exaltation of self. A humbling of self. Humbling of Becoming self. less. Yeah. Pointing everyone everywhere to Christ yeah, which at is, all times. Which is, again, why we need a plurality of elders and not one guy, at the one human being at the head of the church. We need Christ at the head of the church, right? right. And a body of elders under Christ so that no one of the elders gets puffed up. Right. Um, it's very important. Which is inevitable mm-hmm. if there if you only aren't have one guy those other there. elders pastors for sure yeah so that's what we're doing too like like we're not just like hey i'm bored on a monday let's let's record our conversation like this is this is no if if this wasn't important i i have some other stuff to do (laughs) (laughs) like like this is like specifically like like to, to, to center our minds we're talking 
Yeah. And then and then anyone, whether it's eavesdroppers in the other room or like if someone happens to listen, like center your minds on Christ. Exalt and glorify his name. Yeah. Like this is what we want to be about. We're talking about church planning, like like expanding the kingdom of God. Mm. What we're supposed to be doing. It's like we're talking about praying or what we're supposed to do as believers or or what's legalism or, or what are we supposed to do because we're not lawless, so it's not like we're saying, No, like you could you do whatever you want. You're forgiven. No. It's like we're, we want to be like bound to Christ and His law. You know, and submit to that. Yeah, what does that why, mean? Which is why we are confessional. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to know what that means, you can just ask us when you come to church. <laughs> yeah. That'd be easy. We'll be there. Talk about it as much as you want. That's right. That's right. And in fact, we're going to have food every Sunday. So come mm. on. <laughs> Definitely if, eaters. If, this, if, if this, you didn't see the fluffing of the shirts, <laughs> we love our food. I'm trying to not love it too much. So. Oh, man. If the Holy Spirit don't draw you, let the food. <laughs> Terrible. No, let the Holy Spirit draw you, please. <laughs> but my wife has, has some killer cooking, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> I'm going to bring taquitos every week. Nice. Nice. <laughs> that I buy at Walmart in a box. I, those are, I think, my favorite. You know, forget fancy restaurant oh, ones like frozen yeah. taquitos from Walmart. You dip yeah. it in some some uh, sour cream and lime and oh, what's that? Oh, my favorite red salsa. And just for some reason, mm. hot sauce. Yeah. But I'm blanking on the name for some reason. Yeah, that's how you do it. <laughs> they are pretty good. The flower ones. That's my would, my go-to. Yeah, I would. Of course, I I would like chow down on a whole box. <laughs> I, I haven't done can, that. Can you, can you like, I've been in college, like staying up all night, go make a whole box, like one of the big boxes too. Make a whole box of them. Cholula, sorry, ADD. Cholula. Go on. Yeah. Make a whole box of while I'm studying and just chow down. Yeah. I can't stay up all night and study anymore though because I have a job. That's a good thing. I don't stay up all night and be tired. Oh man. Yeah. Well, do we have anything else to say about church planting or or uh, this episode? Next week we'll start. Um, Responding to the sermon that we hear on Sundays, uh, which is like the original Black purpose of Blacktop Pulpit. Yeah, that's right. And just kind of bringing the doctrine from the sermon what we see in the Bible, just really bringing it down to the blacktop. So yeah, that's next week. I'm pretty excited. Oh about man, that. is this real? Give me a pinch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm thrilled. Um, the, I, I guess it's a it's a it's a weird thing probably for the world to see excitement around something like churches, right? Yeah. And, and probably even more so with young younger people. Maybe. Like why why is that nerd? Hey, we are called DRC Dirk. You're such a dork. Dirk. Let's go to the such dork church. Dork. <laughs> dork, dork church. We we'll have to do a we we'll have to do a, uh, a doing business as a DBA a d- <laughs> dork church. Dork church. <laughs> Yeah, but it's just so exciting. Like the the, the idea of what oh, like, we know right it. here too. <laughs> oh man, perfect! So <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta show that camera right here. Door door. Dork. You already got our logo. No, let's, let's just switch it. So <laughs> that's not trademarked, is it? <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> but man, like, what, what, what's God gonna do? Well, well, we know he's about his fame. He was about the famous is his name. He's he he is. Conquering the world, um, and, and and he promised it right in Psalm. Is it one one ten one ten one? Yeah, one of those, you know? yeah. and uh, 
ask me and I'll give the nations you the heritage. All over the Bible. Uh, yeah, that's true too. Um, <laughs> so it's like we we know what he's in the business of, and then the idea of seeing that um, is exciting too. Now, now just just the covenanting together, small, is awesome too. Like this, the idea of breaking bread, being devoted to apostles' teaching. Um, praying, worshiping, praying, and 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 singing psalms and spiritual songs like that's stinking exciting. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> for it not to be just a an hour of hey, there's the pulpit, you know, like <laughs> oh, no, there's a guy no, no. singing up like, front. And, <laughs> well, look, there's some there's some mood lighting and it's feeling a little <laughs> chilly in here. Get some goosebumps. Turn on the smoke machine. No, man, like. <laughs> We we could redneck that. Let's have the person in the front row just tap on the tap on the smoke machine. <laughs> too much, too much. <laughs> Fire department shows up. Hey, we brought more people to hear the gospel. <laughs> turn it up, turn it. Up. <laughs> Get the smoke coming out the windows. Get the whole Douglas Fire Department in town. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's just the idea. Um, I guess I guess if you talk about anything to more to talk about, I guess just to, just to mention. I mean, we talk about covenant and the other. We, we as as a local fellowship, as the church plant, mm-hmm. um, we love to spend time together. Sundays aren't going to be show up at X, stay an hour, go about your business. We have an end time, and then we're dismissed. Right. See you next week. That's not a show. Right. It's, a, it's not a performance. No, there's no pressure to be like, hey, hey, he stayed three hours. You only stayed an hour and a half. You're not as holy. No. But like, we love to be together. Yeah. If you don't love to be together, maybe you, you won't want to hang around much. Maybe to be with whatever. But we love to be around each other. Like, we want to covenant together. We want to know, talk bro. and hang I out. I don't know. There's all that talk about admonishing and holding one another accountable and church discipline. Too judgy. Too, Too judgy. judgy. I don't know about that. But, there's beauty in people don't realize like if you don't have somebody judging you you're never gonna grow right you, you wanna ra- stay a baby you, you can't raise kids without judging them right you gotta judge it's part of life yeah. and and people who love you judge you yeah and boy does my wife love to do that <laughs> <laughs> I love her for it, man. Like, it, it, I was joking in part, but she does. Like, if I'm in error, if I'm in sin, man, she's going to tell me. She yeah. loves me. Not in a condemning way, but in a loving way. Because she, she, she cares about me. She doesn't want to see me lead down a road of sin. Because right. where you begin, it usually manifests and grows upon itself. And, and, and you go down a road that is destructive. That's right. And when you love... Like you do in a marriage, like you don't, you don't want to see your spouse self-destruct, and you bring it out and and you correct, like, and that's that's the work of the Holy Spirit overall. Mm. But we're called to do that for one another, bring bring to to mind memory, like, like that's an awesome thing, man. Like that's an awesome thing to 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 have somebody care about you, and and love you and want you to yeah. be and it's, and like it's Christ. Different. It's different, right? Because in some churches churches with the scare quotes right mm. not, they're not these aren't genuine churches they'll use that as an excuse to straight up condemn people for things that aren't even sins can't believe you had a cigarette or drink or tattoos 
Oh, yeah, hi, Dad. <laughs> you know? Can't, can't, I can't believe you would say those words. Mm. Yeah. The Bible doesn't say anything about those words. Um, in fact, um, it speaks far... It speaks very harshly about speaking badly of your brothers and sisters. Right. And doesn't even mention those particular words. Like, there, there are worse things to do with the tongue. Right. Use it to build up. Yeah. Not yeah. saying what words to use. Right. Let your speech but be surrounded by building others building up. Building up. Yeah. Glorify Christ. Yeah. Not tearing down gossip and right. slander. So the same people condemning others for cursing are the, are the people going out back and gossiping and slandering and maligning others. And it's like, what you're doing. Probably is, about cursing. What, <laughs> you what hear his mouth? What you're doing is way worse. Yeah. Right? No doubt. Because it's actually commanded not to right. gossip. Right. Tear down. Malign. Yeah. Um, so, so they make up sin and condemn others based on sins that they made up, not even sins in the Bible. Mm. And then um, when, they, when they say, we're going to admonish you or we want to pour into you, we want to make you a better person, they are actually, um, they're not building up at all. Right. And they are forcing people who need biblical instruction to instead exit the church because of all of these burdens that are placed upon upon people. And what makes a true covenant community different uh, is somebody comes and says, Hey, uh, I have a have a concern about this this thing that I see and I man, I don't know if and I appreciate you for being like this, right? Mm. Like, and I and I don't know if I need more clarity on the subject or not, but I, I have this concern. I'm observing some things, and um, I'd like to know what's happening, right? Yep. Um, and people either respond by like thinking about it and living a repentant life, um, trying to like ask the question: Okay, am I in sin here? Am I doing something something wrong? Even if it's even if it's not sin, like if it's just imprudence or whatever, yep. right? Like, is there something in me that's off? And asking that question and then repenting to the brother and to God and saying, hey, I'm going to do things better. Um, and then and then forgiveness and restoration and, okay, now we've done all that in order to, in order to, empower you toward the ministry the Holy Spirit has for you. Amen. And that is where mm. genuine Christian community differs from mere religiosity. Sadly, what we see most of the time is just mere religiosity and people pointing fingers. Right. right. Um, and people are hurt by that. That hurts people. Of course. It doesn't build yeah. up. It, it does damage. Right. You know. Yeah, it sure does. Uh, I'm very encouraged about uh, Douglas Reformed Church. I think that's the kind of community we're going to have. We also, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am so excited. I could go on and on about that, but we can do that next week. Do that next week. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll be back in First Corinthians next week. I say, I say back. I, maybe this needs a little explanation. We're we're going to start kind of not at the beginning of First Corinthians because <laughs> I've already preached so far at a previous location, and we're going to start where we're basically we're basically left off. Did a couple videos after. Left there and then just waited until until now to continue through. It's fine too. Yep. Man, so we're gonna start there and 
get through First Corinthians eventually. Oh man, it's First Corinthians too. That's 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 a weighty book. <laughs> it is weighty. It's a it's a good basic mm. ecclesiology though. So oh yeah, actually a really good place to start. Yep, yeah. I like it. So I don't know. Maybe I'll take the first Sunday and just recap the first. Was it seven chapters or something like that? I think so. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Maybe I'll just recap and big ideas, and then we'll jump back in after. Awesome. Yeah. Be cool. Put it on the new DRC YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> Durka Durka. Dork Church. Dork Church. Uh, all right. Any, anything going to stick now. You know that. Way to begin, man. The Dork Church. Listen, I'm, I'm going to go reserve the domain just, right just, now. Just, <laughs> dork not church. <laughs> just, just wait until I'm wearing my wooden glasses on Sunday. And my watch with no hands. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Got my keychain with my USB drive on it and my... <laughs> My bottle opener it looks like a bullet. <laughs> it's inevitable. The bullet's the only thing that you could redeem there. But. Uh, yeah. And it's like a big, like a big fat wad of keys too. <laughs> so that, that adds to just the dork. Oh, <laughs> All right. Anything else we have to say about uh about I, th- I think we're at a good stop. <laughs> we're at a good stopping point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people hopefully are getting a sense for our uh, our uh, stern gravitas personalities. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh thank you guys so much for joining us this episode of blacktop pulpit by douglas reform church be sure to check out douglasreformed.church is that correct that's correct that's correct douglasreformed.church and uh hopefully we will see you uh in, on the sundays to come as, as we begin gathering if you would like our gathering information uh, and can't find it please contact us and uh, we'll be happy to share that with you and uh, we'll be taking donations soon. And in fact, that's, as we talked about in this episode, an act of worship. That's not right. A, not a requirement. That's right. Man, hallelujah for that. Uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Boom. I, 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 went to I didn't for, stop it. I went to look for the stop recording button on my computer and didn't see it. I did that last <laughs> week too. I was like, mm. and it's automatic. Like,